Hello everyone. Welcome to the Ninja Talks podcast. So, where experts share their journeys and stories for the rest of us. Have you ever struggled with quitting the present to follow your dreams? Well, that's exactly what we are going to talk about on this show where you'll learn what it takes to achieve a dream out there in the real world. So today we have with us Srimay Chakravarti, a global entrepreneur, producer and chef who turned her outstanding dream into reality at Calcutta Street. With a touch of straightforward, delicious fusions between East and the West with a lot of love. Featured in BBC, The Times, CNN Travel and more. Welcome Srimoy to the Ninja Talks. Thank you, thank you, Ria and Snake. So, Shreemoy, very few people know that the early days of your exploration was completely different from the food and travel industry. Tell us about the same. Sure, I actually uh, was born in Calcutta and I grew up there. Uh, in fact, I was born. Um, I, I grew up in uh, for the first part of my life in actually the outskirts of Calcutta, also, which is um, this you know like the suburbs outside. So I decided I I didn't want to stay in Calcutta for my undergrad. So I moved to Mumbai, and then I was studying and I did economics. And then after that, I uh, wanted to. I I always I felt like when back in Mumbai, I wanted to just you know work in the media, in media because I, you know I interned with Disney. I, I was interning with Unilever, so I interned with some big companies. So I really thought, okay, you know, if I get a job like in a you know big company like this and work in the media or marketing space. uh i think you know that'll be great uh, so that was the dream for then at that point but then when i'm uh, but after mumbai i really definitely wanted to get out of india because i was like i want to see the world i want to uh, i wanted to go to an ivy league for my mba uh, so either harvard or stanford or something and so that's why i kind of ch- choked out my path so i was like okay i'm going to come to the uk i'm going to do a masters i'm going to work for a couple of years and then i'm going to move to the states um and life had other plans of course so i moved to the uk for my masters in economics and finance and um, it was global business analysis so it was yeah very corporate and then after that i straight away got a job um in uh, wpp which is a big organization which back then uh, in mumbai i thought if i had a job like that that would be really great but then once i got the job it wasn't enough and i was like yeah this is fun and you know and then i was working for yelp which is a big american startup so i launched yelp in manchester which was a pretty big job to have at 23 i think uh, and it was really good and i worked on it for a year and then i um that's kind of at that same time i started a food blog i mean i had no idea i had interest in food i mean i knew i liked eating and my mother is a fantastic cook but besides that there was no ambitions in food at all so the blog was really just because i'm an opinionated person and i thought british indian the indian food that you get in england is quite shit in all fairness and i was like right i need to you know i want to write write something or you know post my recipes as a fun thing so i was just doing that and then that started getting noticed by like bbc and a few other tv channels so i got so i did a show back in the days with nigella lawson and anthony bodin uh it was like a show and i i auditioned for it and i did it uh and they were like my heroes growing up like nigella lawson or anthony bodin or people like that and that kind of escalated and then i got a job with sunday times which is a massive newspaper and um i moved here and i told them i'll take the job in one condition to the editor that they he'll let me write some food articles every now and again or food related and he'll let me do that and uh yeah and then 
I was still working in the corporate world. I was then I then got a bigger job at an economic think tank where I was working with Amartya Sen and likes of that kind of people. So uh, and during that, I decided to start my first pop up with my own money. I was very young. I was twenty four, going on twenty five. I think yeah. And then my first start pop up happened in London called Calcutta Street. This was long, long time back. And uh, then Times of India did uh, I think a front page. spread on the sunday times or something and that snowballed into bbc bbc radio asked me to do bbc worldwide called me for the radio show and then you know different uh media started contacting and then one pop up led to the other and then i landed up raising some private equity funding because i didn't have money of my own i was 25 cuz i wanted to open restaurants and opening a restaurant in london is very very expensive as an indian person it is even just beyond imagination so at back back in the days i had to raise about just to 1 million pounds which is 10 crores and i was 25 and i and besides big companies big private equity investors or you know angel investors you can't raise that kind of money so anyway so i raised that and uh, restaurant opened restaurant number 1 restaurant number 2 and then a few others so that's the journey that's wonderful So, what all diverse things have you been involved into apart from these? Like, you know, you just did it for exploration, or did it for fun? Food was a side exploration for me, so which turned into a serious career. And I was kind of, you know, making videos and blogs and stuff like that. And now I just finished producing my first TV series, which is wow. with an American network. So, um, I, I tend to not, I tend to make. Uh, things i do for fun work so that way i don't have to work so i think that's kind of my agenda in life so more than 100 people rushed with your first pop up featuring bengali cuisine uh, with a street food theme so how was that particular moment and how important it was for you the first one was actually i did some street food stuff yeah but eventually it was more about home dining uh, the restaurants were about home dining for me it was like people are paying money to eat my food that was a shocking experience i was like wow that's great cool so for me it was just at that i didn't expect press media coverage i didn't expect it to snowball i still wanted to go to harvard and do my mba at that point after digest as it is it's you know becoming and growing as a female entrepreneur is challenging even today and writing a business plan overnight for your entire thing and then raising a huge funding like that at the age of 24 what kept you going beyond that what was your driving force first thing is when you're 24 you don't have responsibilities you're not pregnant like this and i mean even though i'm pregnant i think i'm pretty i i'm still following what i want to do uh, i think for me it was like i just i remember i just looked at my job and no matter how much it was paying me i just realized that do i want to wear a corporate boring corporate clothes and come to work every day no do i want to be my boss no do i want to be my ceo of the company absolutely not do i want the life they have i didn't and uh, did i want to be you know having this 9 to 5 um corporate job uh, for the rest of my life no so that i think was enough motivation that i don't want that and uh, the other thing was you know like i said fearlessness you know you're, you're young and uh, you know i and also i've never been really intimidated by people so i've never really felt like 
there is anyone I can't talk to because you know when I was working for a think tank I was working with Amartya Sen like if I was scared or nervous I wouldn't be able to work with people like that or when I was 19 in UTV I was interviewing Nasruddin Shah and people like that you know and so it was and it was not like someone was introducing me to them I was just like you know I'd go up and speak to them so it was like I don't think I had fear ever so I think the fearlessness um uh kind of was like yeah what's going to happen what's the worst that can happen if I, i i'm trying to raise money if i can't raise big deal i'll go back to my job or i'll find another job you know there there can't be anything bad that can happen out of it so having a team of uh, non indian chefs catering authentic indian taste and fusion touch with the team what all the things that have you witnessed uh, working with a diverse team London is quite a diverse city I would have to say. So uh, for me I've never looked at diversity as a special thing. It is how it is. I mean I don't know any other way. A chef is a chef. Doesn't matter he's Indian, she's Muslim, it's a transgender who you know it doesn't matter if you can cook you can cook. It's as simple as that. So it was never something special. It was something yeah it happens. And I think that's kind of where we should aim to be. we have to stop looking at diversity as we're doing something it's a female entrepreneur no it's just an entrepreneur i'm a human being i'm as capable as another man and another man is as capable as me and you know we're all working towards the same goal and you know i think um that's kind of how i look at life i try not to categorize it that's a very beautiful perspective i must say Thanks. you know catering wonderful dishes and chasing your your passion i would say so what have you witnessed at calcutta street you know some of the wonderful memories or moments that you cherish even today i mean many things really right like you know for a girl from the suburbs of india of calcutta to be there and be in every big newspaper possible like bloomberg and when i remember i saw the article about me in financial times i couldn't even read the whole article because i was like like literally like am i really in there you know it, it all felt like a dream a haze for a very long time so uh, yeah and i was also the first female indian chef uh, first youngest um, restauranteur in london female restauranteur or something like that which was not even about indian so those articles were coming out like you know magazines you grew up not even getting in india like you know vogue uh, when i was growing up at least or grazia those are magazines we didn't even get in the shelves on this you know supermarket so being in those and having seen my face in those was pretty incredible uh and also like it was really nice because a lot of young you know younger people even my people my age or older people used to come and say how did you do this you know you know whatever you know can you help us and yeah, i'd like to know more and stuff like that it really meant a lot and also you know customers from globally all over the world i remember having this german guy who wrote me this beautiful email i still have it he said he was uh, flying from america to germany back he was a bengali guy flying from america to germany but he stopped took a stop over in london for 6 hours just to come visit calcutta street because he missed his mum's food or amartya sen sen saying that his mum died a few years back and this when he ate at calcutta street for the first time he was like this was uh, you know nobody's cooked bengali he's not had bengali food since his mum died and this was very very special so i think you know all of those there are so many i can't even you know think of them right. that like i can keep going on nice to hear that so india has a lot of cuisines and even more number of spices available naturally so 
what do you think like how has modern india transformed the food culture for the east and the west uh the problem is modern india has actually unfortunately in the food scene not reached the west so because indians have such a terrible mindset of uh you know if you are from a good family and if you're educated you just got to be a doctor or an engineer or have some kind of job and there there has been not much respect in terms of hospitality i mean we've had just one sanjeev kapoor and maybe a couple of chefs now and i don't even i mean i've left india 10 years back so i don't even know who the modern chefs are some people but it's very few still and it's uh, so and these people don't come to london and open restaurants so unfortunately the people who come to london or us or wherever new york and open restaurants are who came here back in the days during 50 years back 30 years back after partition what i mean is like they were not uh, the so called a um, middle class of india if that makes sense they were the people who just came here and they had to do find a job to do and they were like okay let's start a curry house and it was also actually not that many indians doing it was mostly bangladeshis and pakistanis uh, who have the restaurants here so unfortunately when i opened calcutta street i think i was the first indian person first mod bengali restaurant in the west there was just nothing because bengalis are again bengali south indians people like that are just not interested in the opening a restaurant i mean even my grandmother said like after doing such masters and stuff you opened a, she said in bengali she said uh, she opened a rolet dukan which is mean you know a street side stall why would you go to london to do that so mindset that needs to probably change before people take hospitality seriously in india so and the perspectives still are changing but they have not been changed as much as they need to Okay. I'm not opening any other restaurant unless I'm absolutely super filthy rich one day and I'm not I'm not having a restaurant just because I want to have fun I'll do it but that'll be like a Japanese style slow cooked something like that I'll just have five tables and I'll serve them all personally but yeah. this is a dream Looking back early days or your childhood did you ever think that you will end up becoming a leading one in this industry No, I mean honestly, like the thing, right? Like when you're growing up, like I said, in suburbs of India, you don't even have role models as such. In the sense, you know, the most amount of role model you'll have is someone who goes to presidency college, which is a prestigious college in Calcutta, and that is someone people think, wow. So that was the level, or or there was the extremes of Shah Rukh Khan, and I remember looking at Shah Rukh Khan and thinking, wow, I'd love to be like him one day. But of course, that was a stupid childish dream, but. Uh, you know I, i what i'm trying to say is like you know you don't uh, like you know suburbs of india back then in 1990s you know didn't have this kind of exposure you know we just had cable tv which started so you know this whatsapp uh, facebook phones mobiles none of this was there so you don't you know you don't even think that far back then i i thought oh i want to go to mumbai that was a great place to be So I was like, I knew that much. I I knew I don't want to study in Calcutta after as soon as I finish school. I want to go to Mumbai, but that seemed like a dream. So I think, yeah. Let's talk something about learnings that you've gathered throughout this journey. You must have figured out a lot of things on the go that you didn't know earlier. And like, what are they? Can you please share some of them? For sure. For sure. I mean, one thing is you know there is a passion. and you do a passion project and you're you and when you do that it's great and that's kind of what i did you know you think of like how to get the best product make it the best thing and blah 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 and all of that but then you quickly forget about cash flow 
you forget about your pnls you forget about you know uh, when you're running a business it's a lot of um, it's not just the menus and the recipes and the running the staff and looking good and posing for magazines it's a lot more than that right so you have to have the daily grind you have to make sure the pnl works you have to make sure you know your builders you know some if uh, the gas stops working on a friday night at 8 pm you have a restaurant full of customers how do you go about that right you have to deal with you know i'm 5 foot 1 5 foot 2 uh, i used to wear heels back then and i'm pretty skinny and uh, not anymore but i was uh, and i had to deal with you know english builders who are you know there is a lot of corruption in england as well in terms of you know in the building space in the construction space so you know all these things no one teaches you no one tells you you think from outside is a glamorous world and you know every day you have to think about meeting your payroll you have to learn about payroll how to pay stuff taxes you know there are so many hidden taxes all sorts of things and as an entrepreneur when you're a sole entrepreneur you have to have all of this in your grip you need to know all of this if you don't you're going to be absolutely fail, falling flat on your face once you get in so and i'm not talking about where mummy and daddy fund the business and it's a daddy run business and you know i'm just doing it for fun kind of thing when you're doing it with serious capital from uh proper private equity guys there are just they're they're looking at your pnl you have to present to the board every month so it's a serious job it's way more difficult right. than you imagine so i think yeah these are the things that i completely teach myself like i had zero interest in accounting but now i have to, i know how to read a pnl and i can look at a pnl and be like where is the wastage happening but all these things i made so many mistakes yeah and that is wonderful you can learn many things from our own mistakes and yeah that is one kind of lesson which is we need to wish all over our life so tell me something about the life tree how how you found that how did you get involved into that I uh, moved on from my restaurants I decided that I wanted to make this TV series uh, India Bites which I've been uh, thinking of making for a while and but before I wanted to make that I wanted to learn about the back end of streaming and production and uh, that's kind of when I met the CEO uh, of Lifetree Ashley and he offered me to come join him as the CMO and uh, launch the channel for him launch the platform for him acquired the films and with the help of the marketing and uh, all of that so yeah I, i thought you know that's a good way for me to learn about the industry learn before i step in and uh, do something that i want to do but I, i i just don't like to ever step in without knowing much because that's not the lesson i learned when i started my restaurants i should have worked in a restaurant probably um to know do i really want this you know because at, at uh, when i was running my restaurants for 3 4 years at one point i was like wow why didn't anyone tell me about this you know so for me this time it was like no i just want to know and i don't want to get fooled either in the tv business that you know i don't want to sound like an idiot when i go and pitch my show to a big tv channel so i wanted to, and also build the contacts myself so that's kind of what's my agenda with life tree it was never something i it wasn't a full time job it was something i took up as a project as you mentioned like dealing with people while you know starting your career or your journey and like even today have you made sure that your efforts are impactful or you know your efforts are going in the right direction what efforts you made or you know where to put them i don't strategize so much i just follow i i just 
I, I do. I'm quite single track minded. I, I go for my dreams and I go for it and I just, and I, I look at that and in the middle, if someone you know, I, I like helping people. I you know, I like if someone comes and says, hey, you know, meet me for a coffee and you know, tell me about your journey and you know, I won't go and see if this person's a student or this person's a journalist. Like I won't make that distinction. Like I'm talking to you guys and I've done interviews with BBC. So you know, it's I, if I thought so much and if I strategize so much. Life would be so boring. Come on, like no. I, I mean, if I have time, I'll do it. If I don't have time, I can't do it. And it's it's very straightforward and simple. Very nice to hear that. We are also working for a particular vision, and we are glad that you made it time for us. And yes, honestly, you got me at a good time. I'm pregnant. I'm kind of slowing down on work. There are so many. Times I get young students here who come for their masters and stuff, and they want an internship and whatever. And you know, I always like to give people that first chance. And if I can give an opportunity to someone, I always try and do. Unlike some people who just talk about it all the time, and actually, when push comes to shove, they will never give you a job. You know, they'll never open a door for you. And so, I, because I've struggled so much to get here, and I've not got many doors opened for me. Sometimes I have, but not many times. And so, if I can change that. that makes me a true feminist or a true you know whatever uh, instead of talking the talk and just writing articles and blogs about it appreciate your thoughts and that's why we, and we thought let's do we are pretty much active in our communities technical communities we thought let's do something apart from this which can actually make a difference in in common people lives so that's why we we came into the thoughts of ninja talks that's awesome to bringing people in a podcast because we are also new we did 10 episodes with a different sets of people and everyone were kind of helping and we we reached out to people who can help people and people can listen so i hope uh, people get something out of it oh so, yeah thank you so much thank well, you thank you bye 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 bye